A fundamental struggle running through our whole lives, through so many choices that we face, is this. Cooperation or control. Cooperation with God, the sower who sowed the good seed, not just of the gospel, but of all creation, creating a universe of order, beauty, and goodness that we are only beginning to understand. Cooperation with God who made man and woman in his image and destined them for happiness, true, eternal happiness. Will we receive this gift or control to usurp God, to listen to the words of the devil, the sower of weeds, who slithered into paradise to tempt our first parents? Did God really say, God is a liar? God is keeping something back from you. You need to reach out and take what you want for yourselves. You will be like God. Instead of cooperating with God, with his plan, instead of receiving it all as a gift, our first parents reached out and grasped the apple. They grasped for control of their lives and lost what they'd hoped to gain. 55 years ago, on July 25, 1968, the Feast of St. James, Pope Paul VI published Humana Vitae. In this prophetic encyclical, Paul VI warned of the dangers of a culture that was increasingly losing sight of the value of marriage, the family, and the gift of children. He not only sounded the alarm and pointed out where weeds were growing in the field, but laid out a vision for family life one that cooperates with God's plan. A groundbreaking part of Humana Vitae was that it counseled Christian parents on how they could use the natural rhythms of a woman's body to responsibly determine when to have children. This came to be called natural family planning. At its heart, natural family planning, NFP, is a way of being generous and responsible stewards of your fertility. It is all about cooperating with the gift of God. In writing Humana Vitae, Paul VI was looking to defend that which he saw as most sacred, the bond between husband and wife. A shepherd must speak when he sees wolves attacking his flock, and Paul VI saw that the cultural currents of his time, the rise of new technologies, were looking to slither into family life, whispering lies. You could be like God, having knowledge of life and death. You could have control. You don't need to cooperate with God. He can't be trusted. The father of lies is cunning, and he knows the weaknesses of our hearts, and he hates what God has made. The marital intimacy of spouses is meant to be of benefit in, in two ways, for the unity of those spouses and to the bearing and rearing of children. These are the two goods of marriage that the church has always upheld, and that NFP seeks to uphold and support these goods allowing the couple to prayerfully discern when the Lord is calling them to have children, all in cooperation with how he made the bodies of men and women. There is an order and a dignity to how we are created and an invitation to cooperate with God's plan. God gave us free will and reason so that we could use it. In speaking with couples as I prepared for this homily, I was struck again and again by the great dignity of marriage that every couple, that God has invited every couple to cooperate, to partner with him and his plan for creation. What is more beautiful than that? 
but also, as many couples testified, to embrace NFP and all that it entails is to embrace the cross. It is a cross of discipleship that a married couple carries together by the grace of God. A word honoring all the couples here who are practicing and living out NFP. Whenever we choose to place Christ at the center of our lives, we are placing the cross at the center of our lives. It's okay that NFP often feels like a cross, and sometimes a very heavy cross. Don't give up. It's okay. The cross is not the end of the story. The resurrection comes. Redemption comes. You have said yes to cooperating with God's plan for your family and his plan for your sanctification, and your faithfulness will bear fruit. One theme that continued to come up with couples was that of self-mastery. Paul VI also spoke about this in Humana Vitae. He said, For if with the aid of reason and free will they are to control their natural drives, there can be no doubt at all of the need for self-denial. Only then will the expression of love, essential to married life, conform to right order. It's only then that it can conform to genuine love, which is always a gift and is always received as a gift. Genuine love does not seek to control or to take. For those who aren't married yet, begin preparing now. I don't mean scrolling Pinterest for table settings or bridesmaids dresses. I mean embrace the call to self-mastery. It's only when you know the gift that you are that you can give yourself as a gift to another. When you have mastery of what God has given you, that you can give it away. Your dignity is as a beloved son, a beloved daughter of our Heavenly Father. Living in the freedom of virtue, in the freedom of self-mastery, that is the greatest gift you can give to your future spouse. One final word to all the couples out there who are deeply desiring children or desiring more children but have been struggling to have them. You are not alone. God has not abandoned you. In our world, unfortunately, the weeds have not all been pulled up yet. There is still brokenness in our world, and sometimes we find ourselves carrying a cross that comes from that brokenness. And this is a heavy cross, but take courage. Jesus is with you in it. He is right there and desiring that your marriage be fruitful. Sometimes NFP, as one couple I interviewed testified to, it can help uncover the causes of infertility so that it can be treated. Other times, the children come along in time. My own parents struggled for eight years until the three of us kids showed up. Or maybe the children the Lord has for you were born to someone else who can't take care of them. He's inviting you to adopt them, just as he adopted you. So the last thing. Popes, they write encyclicals all the time. And most of the time, people don't really notice. Paul VI actually wrote six other encyclicals before he wrote Humana Vitae. But when he wrote Humana Vitae, everybody noticed. There was an uproar. There was even outright defiance and rebellion against what he said. Why? Well, I think it's easy to not bat an eye when a pope writes about church stuff. But when a pope, well, when a pope writes about something that really hits home, something as intimate as having children, it gets our attention. It challenges us. The truth is challenging. And it takes humility and courage to hear the truth and allow it to change us, to allow the seed of God's word to grow in the soil of our hearts. 
And so if you are starting a family or in the midst of raising one and have been on the fence or unsure about natural family planning and what it entails and what it requires, I invite you to consider it in a new way today. Uh, there will be a table in the back after Mass with information with people who would love to talk to you. Take a look. The scriptures, the teaching of the church, they challenge us most in the areas that we often we need to be challenged the most. In the areas we are tempted to believe that we are the ones who are in control. When we forget that we are creatures called to cooperate with a God who loves us, instead we're tempted to believe that we can be like God. But there is good news. There is a God, and He made us. He loves us, and He is trustworthy. He can be trusted even with the most intimate, the most vulnerable parts of our lives. I invite you today at Mass at the Offertory, at this time where we bring our physical and spiritual offerings to the altar, to pray a simple prayer with whatever area of your life you need to surrender control to God. Just praying simply, Heavenly Father, I give you control of this part of my life, of this part of my heart. And I ask for the grace to cooperate with your loving plan. I trust in you.